0: Bee Therapy, conversations about bees with Patrice Newell and Danny Lloyd-Pritchard.
1: Danny, great to see you again. Lovely to see you too, Patrice. (laughs) Let's start. What's the quiz today? How many eyes do bees have? And do they have a favourite colour?
0: Well, that's actually two questions, isn't it? It is. (laughs) Okay, eyes and their favourite colour. Okie dokie. The book we're going to discuss today is a special one. We always like the things we talk about, don't we? It's The Secret Life of Bees, the book that came out in 2001 by Sue Monk Kidd. Surprisingly, it was her first novel. Amazing. And New York bestseller on there for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. It had a lot of sentimental uh, reviews when it came out and I resisted it. I don't know why. But then I was walking past a second-hand bookshop and there it was staring at me and I thought, oh, okay. It's a so sign. It was a sign. I got it. I sat down a couple of hours later and then, of course, I started and could not put it down. Mm. Absolutely loved it. And I suppose you could say it's a little bit sentimental, but
1: it's really uh, a big theme. What about you? Mm. I haven't read the book. I heard about it. And again, I just let it go. It it wasn't resonating with me at the time. But then in 2008, the movie came out based on the book and everybody was raving about this movie. It won fantastic awards. It had oh, incredible actor, actors and that was it. I had to go and see it. And of course, you know, bees are the underlying theme and I believe the stars of the show. It was fascinating. And the time that it was set in and what was happening in the world, it was just Mm. magical. So set in
0: 1964, this is a time when President Johnson and the Civil Rights Bill is being brought into law. There's so much racism in the South. So it's set in South Carolina and a young girl is in a a violent relationship we shouldn't give it all away because if you haven't seen the film you should or read the book but a young girl is caught up in a domestic violent situation and has to live with her father for a while and eventually runs away with her nanny or black housekeeper and she witnesses the Appalling treatment of this woman when she's, um, has left home and they, they're running away. They're through forests. So Appalachian mountains and they come upon a town where she sees a jar of honey called the black Madonna honey. Mm. And she asks, where does this honey come from? And it comes from these famous beekeepers and she is drawn to this, these beekeepers and she finds herself there with August. It's August boat right. Who's played by Queen Latifah, and so mm. such a star, and so suddenly we have three sisters, beacon and uh, Queen Latifah as August, as this beekeeper, mm. and suddenly the young girl Lily is sleeping in the sh- in the honey shed. <laughs> she finds her her place in the honey shed. What did you think about August and the way they filmed the beekeeping?
1: <laughs> Pretty good, huh? Yeah, I. Th- you know, they portrayed these three sisters, all named after a month of the year. So the sisters were August, June and May. Yes. And there had been another sister called April who had died. And that, that plays a, a theme in the movie as well. They're very eccentric and I love the way they presented them because it was in stark contrast to the treatment of the other African American women that we were seeing being mistreated out in the, in society. And then here they had almost like a protective bubble. They're in this world. It was in a pink house. (laughs) They had dignity. They had dignity. They They had had talent. They had culture. That's what they kept talking about. They had culture and they had deep spirituality and they revered the Black Madonna and they had their own church with other female friends that used to come around. The bee yard was beautiful. It was surrounded by bush and flowers and it was so lush and peaceful and you could see that. It was an escape from the the racism, the discrimination that was happening out in the world, the fear that was going through a lot of the Americans, that the change in policy, and, you know, that runs through the whole movie as well. So when they went to the bee yard, there was this sudden focus on the bees. And when August is introducing Lily, the young girl, to the bees for the first time, it is very gentle, it is very graceful. And she gives her four pieces of advice, and this is what I loved – So Lily was fearful in a way. You know, she's approaching them cautiously. But we know from the start of the movie that that Lily does have an affinity with bees. She sees them in her dreams. They seem to cross her path. They're a sign. They're calling her. So when August is putting on the veil and decking out Lily in the appropriate gear, she says, right, there's four things you need to know about the bees. The first thing is don't be afraid. So you don't want to have any fear. The second one is don't be an idiot. Yes. <laughs> and that's why she put on the long gloves. She said, you know, obviously bees can sting. So we make sure we cover up. We don't we don't want to get stung. So we're not going to be an idiot. And then the third one was don't swat. So if a bee's flying around you, stay calm. You don't want to swat it. And the last one was... Give the bees love. Yes. That's Give what I remember. the bees love. Yes. Every creature wants love. wants love. And that is the theme of the movie. It's the power of love to heal. And the bees are one of those, I guess... It's the creature that creates the space that allows that love to flow. She called it bee yard etiquette.
0: And I thought that's that's a good term, isn't it? If, you know, you gather around, gather around. I'm, let's start with some bee yard etiquette first. I yes. thought that was, I must use that. Yeah, Next it's a respect. Ha- yes. A respect
1: to the bees. And considering where they were coming from, their rowdy kitchen, where they're singing and dancing around, you know, it's a wild, crazy, <laughs> filled household, uh, lots of laughs, to the bee yard, which is calm and still. Mm. When Queen Latifah, when
0: August pulled up the first frame, she has ideals, pulls up the first frame and Lily gets to see mm. some honey and, and the bees and, and they're walking across, they see the Queen. Yes. Um, it's, it's funny, often you see, um, pictures where they're lift a frame up and they want to taste the honey and they just sort of unzip their their bee suit, mm. which is very unusual because you tend to not do that right next to a beehive, but how they enjoyed the honey. It was also in this film where they talked about elderberry honey. Do you remember they that? Did. They
1: Being did. Being purple. Yes, yes. Have
0: you ever seen purple honey I've in your not, hives? No, I've seen purple pollen, mm. but mm.
1: not purple honey. Yes, I can't say I've ever had elderberry honey. I've never tasted it, never seen it, and I've never had it in my hives, although we do have some elderberry, kind of weedy around our area, or even blueberry honey apparently may produce a purple honey. But I have had burgundy-coloured honey in my hives. Yes. And I've just given you a taste of that this morning. (laughs) Yes, well, that is true. That And that
0: was absolutely exceptional honey, crystal clear
1: rich with a, an acidic aftertaste. Mm. Oh, we're di- digre- we digressing we're digressing, here. we're digressing, but I mean, the honey that comes from South Carolina and from this bee yard is famous and they talk about that in yes. the movie. These women are renowned for their incredibly tasty honey. Alicia Keys, the singer-songwriter, she plays June. Mm.
0: And so there's fabulous music and singing there as well. Such a beauty, Alicia. Uh, I love the way they poured... So there's a death at the end yeah. and they pour all this honey over the cornbread. Yes. Right. And then do you remember when they put the black... Uh, Draped the beehives in black oh, cloths. Oh, wasn't grieving. That, I it, might, I might put that in my funeral. Mm,
1: I might mention this to Philip. I think I want that. I know, thought that was... Over your hives. It was beautiful. It was it, telling the bees. Yes. Telling the bees that one of their beekeepers had passed. Yeah. It's, it is beautiful. The whole movie was gorgeous that feminine spirit came through and it was so beautiful to see that aligned with the beekeeping and these women as they fe- as they healed found friendship shared love you know gorgeous the bees being the thread the they string were. that was holding them together
0: <gasps> okay if you haven't seen it you must so are we going to give this i suppose we've already said haven't we is this a 5 out of 5 oh we love it yeah, yeah. Five, i'd say the book and the movie Now it's that time of year, you know, how have you been going with your beehives? Have you been doing any locking them down, expanding them, moving them?
1: I've been doing a little bit of movement (laughs) of hives and recently, so we're, we're coming into autumn, end of summer into autumn, and I had a few beehives in a location that wasn't going to be great for winter. I needed to get them to a warmer site. So I packed up the gear and the truck and we went up to the site to collect the bees at night. And when I say we, it's my husband and I. And Does that
0: mean you went to the beehives in the dark, in the dark. to lock them
1: up? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm. So the best time to move bees is at night time when they're all in the hive. And it's usually cooler. And we didn't have to travel far, we only had to travel about six kilometres. So we had the the car with the trailer attached. And we pulled up to our bee yard or apiary site as we like to call them in Australia. And my husband and I, we've put our bee suits on, our protective equipment, mm-hmm. put our head torches over mm-hmm. the top of our veils, and we like to use a red light when we're out around our bees at night time. The insects aren't attracted to that red light, so they're not going to fly out of the hive and, and buzz you and irritate you. And we were just carefully going about our business, went to the first hive, and I'd, I do actually close the entrance up, so I put just a strap of tape across the entrance and they're strapped around the hive. So they're double hives. They're strapped up with two M-locks to make sure that they're not going to move. And for some reason, my husband couldn't wait for me to finish getting dressed. And he thought he was doing me a favour. And he will just go and lift this hive on his own and quickly put it in the trailer just to get the job done quickly, you know, so we can get them settled back at the new place. And while he was lifting it, I'm saying, no, just wait for me. I'll help you. Because Don't you had on your closed own. the... I hadn't finished getting dressed, but I ran across to help him. And I did have my veil on, and I'd and threw some gloves on. I had a full bee suit, and I ran over to help him and grabbed one side of this hive that he was already carrying on his own. And by the time I got to it, the top box had actually moved because he had it on such a lean, and carrying it on his own, it wasn't wasn't straight, and so the top box separated from the bottom box, and all these bees fell out, and they fell onto the ground and around my feet. And unfortunately, inside my boot, because I hadn't oh my God. <laughs> finished putting my bee suit on correctly, and I didn't have the legs over the top of my boots. I don't know how many fell into my boot, but sadly, they were squashed and they stung me. So I had multiple stings- On your feet? Around the ankles of my feet. And I had, and I was holding this beehive with my husband. <laughs> I said, quick, I've been stung. And we had to put this hive down. Mind you, we're in the dark. We've got blue, uh, red lights flashing everywhere as I'm running around doing this incredible bee sting dance. If you've ever seen that, it's quite funny. And I had to move away from the hives and quickly throw my boots off and shake all these bees out. And they'd also started crawling up my legs. And so I'm like, seriously, it's like ants in your pants. It was bees in the pants. And I don't know and I'm just rubbing and scratching stings out. But we still had to move these hives. We've started something now. And I needed to quickly So lock these the were not hives being moved from your property. These were some that you had elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, and a friend's property they were hosting some hives for us. Um so we were moving them back to our property. So anyway, I had to get back to the job, didn't I? You have to complete it. We'd started something. Uh, oh you you continued I with continued. the stings. Yes, I did. I pulled the stings out, fixed up the bootleg, make sure I was fully covered. And back to work. But let me tell you, the next day, my feet were wrapped in ice and they were elevated. I had some swollen ankles for a few days. Well, there's a lesson, huh? There is a lesson. Oh, Always. But the main check lesson. And sh- Wait, patience, patience. Pa- patience. Oh, you have to be patient with bees and be extra careful transporting hive, moving hives at night time. You can't really see what you're doing. But Triple check. When you move your hives to the other place, do you open them up? I do. Yeah, once we've got them in position, all hives are in position. I'll go along and and remove the cover from them. Straight away. Straight away. They tend to crawl out. That's what bees do at nighttime. They're not really flying around. They just come out of the entrance and they'll crawl around a little bit. Um, And by the next morning, they were out and about and reorientating, and some of them had started foraging.
0: Okay. Well, that, I haven't quite had a drama like that. (laughs) Fingers crossed it never happens. It's interesting that you do open, open it up. I heard somebody else say that because I leave them locked up, closed up for hours. I say, get the drift. This is your new home. It's interesting that you haven't had anything negative with that. Okay. Well, we've been cooking different things and we're talking about one of our old time favorites. Yes. Childhood comfort food, mm-hmm. childhood learning how to cook stuff. Childhood memories. Mm. Honey joys. We call them cornflake crackles. So <laughs> that's in Adelaide. That's what we called them. We call them cornflake crackles and we didn't always put honey in them. So the crispiness is really the sugar because there is quite a bit of sugar in, there in is. this recipe. There is. So honey is the key
1: thing for us. Yes. Have you ever made them just with honey and no sugar? I have tried and they didn't stay crispy. Yes, yes. Like with roasted nuts, with honey only, like they absorb the moisture from the air. You have to eat those ones straight away. So what do you use? You'd never use margarine. No, but lately I have been using a vegan butter, which is based on coconut oil. That mm. should give you a crispy though. It does. It does. And what about the flavour of coconut? No, it doesn't come
0: through. Because no. sometimes we used to make it and add coconut, I think, in Did the you? past too. Oh, that's fancy. But the standard is just butter, sugar, honey, cornflakes.
1: That's it melted, toss it all together, Mm. put it in. You have to melt the butter and the sugar and the honey together in a saucepan. So you get it to a boil and it becomes really frothy. Yes. And once it's frothy, then you quickly take it off the heat, toss in the cornflakes, stir it around and straight away scoop them into little patty cakes. And then you have to cook it. Yeah. On very low for about 10 minutes. It doesn't take long at all. And then let them completely cool. Yes. Yes. To be away. crispy. Oh, to be crispy. Yummy. So if for
0: some reason that has bypassed you, that's a bit of a an essential Australian <laughs> kitchen
1: well, thing. It is. It's a famous recipe from Kellogg's. We should mention that. Kellogg's cornflakes.
0: Well, to me it's a famous recipe from the Australian Women's Weekly was, because yes, that tested would, by them. That would be why I we would have got it. They're the recipes that I used to cut out as a young child. <laughs> Didn't Delicious. we all back
1: then? they were a favourite treat at birthday parties.
0: Now, let's go back to these questions. How many eyes, first, we're lashing out here with two questions, how many eyes do bees have? It's an unusual question because the fact that we're asking it would indicate it's not two. <laughs> <laughs> so you're probably thinking that it's not two, otherwise it wouldn't be such an interesting question. Fire
1: away there. <laughs> There are five, five eyes. We're talking about the honeybee eyes. So you have the two large ones, which are the main eyes for seeing that we can easily spot when we look at a bee. But on the top of their head, they have three smaller eyes called ocelli. And they're not used so much for sight as for detecting the intensity of light. So very important for them in flight direction to resources and daylight nighttime those kind of things so five eyes on a honeybee do those three eyes the ones
0: in the center do they not then respond to color because that's our
1: other question do bees have a favorite color oh well it's interesting like most insects bees have a broad spectrum of colors that they can see so certainly all the eyes play a part in all the of vision them. all eyes mm and when it comes to the the light spectrum, spectrum or the color spectrum of sight for bees they're a little bit different to humans and they'll see more of the ultraviolet light which is at the lower end of the spectrum so they're around 300 nanometers to 600 nanometers a little bit technical but this is how they measure light and colors on a wavelength spectrum mm-hmm. And humans, us, we start at around 400 nanometers, but go up to 700. And when you get to the higher wavelengths, around 700, that's more into the reds. So they say that bees tend to see more in that middle section where it's the bluey, purpley end of the spectrum up to the yellow. And we can see more of that red. So when it comes to colour and do they have a favourite colour, A lot of studies have shown they do favour those flowers that fall within that easily seen colour spectrum of bees around that purpley blue into the yellow. But the other thing with the favourite colour is if there's not much around,
0: Mm. they'll go to a colour anyway. For instance, when the mustard weed and all the canola, Mm. you know, fields of yellow. Oh, they like yellow, love yellow. And I've Found if there's a lot of that around, they're less on the lavender. Mm-hmm. And I, I often wondered whether, well, not much lavender, whereas stacks of yellow in the in the paddocks. Mm. So there's if there's more, they're drawn to volume.
1: Mm. But they're also getting other sensory messages from the flowers. So the way flowers attract bees to them for pollination is yes, there's the colour which uses their sense of sight but there's also an aroma and there's also the shape. And quite often, because we know insects and bees can see into that ultraviolet section of the spectrum... We can't see a lot of the markings that are on flowers that will bring the pollinators into them. And they'll be like little runway strips if you get an ultraviolet light over the top of some of these purple flowers. And that's what the bees can Mm. see.
0: I thought that when fat hen came out. So there was a lot of rain over summer in the 2021 season. Here's a green plant. It's, you know, technically a weed, although it's a vegetable as well. What did you say you cook with it, fat hen? Fat hen fritters. There you go. You see, I miss that. Our next season, <laughs> fat hen fritters for me if there's that much around. But there was a big amount of rain late in the season for fat hen and the bees were absolutely drawn to it. But it is a, technically it looks just like green. Mm. So waves of green and yet it was full of bees. Mm. So the point being they are seeing
1: something mm. else in there. They're either seeing, smelling, tasting, they're attracted to those flowers.
0: Mm.
1: All right. Well, look, great
0: talking, Danny. Next time, look forward to seeing you. Same here. Bye, Patrice. <music>